Oh, we on episode 10, huh? Welcome to the Underground Freeway Podcast. Welcome home. That system of checks and balances don't work here. Welcome home. We still suffer from the effects of slavery. Welcome home. What's going on, my people? First and foremost, I want to take this time and thank everybody that tuned into the episode last week and decided to reach out and share your advice and your encouraging words. It uh, it absolutely put me in a better place of focus. Um, it allowed me to reevaluate uh, everything that I have going on, and um, really just put me in a position to you know move forward with a a very clear mind, and um, you know put my head down and and, and really start grinding. Um, like I mentioned last week, you know. When you're in that moment of being or feeling overwhelmed by things, it it just feels like you're being swallowed up by like this big dark cloud. And, uh, you know, that's that's kind of what I've been in because I don't want to say that I've been pretending to be strong because I definitely wasn't pretending to be strong. But, you know, in being strong for so long, just ignoring the things that's happening and, you know, kind of just trying to push forward, push forward, push forward. It's like being in a fight and, you know, you're just taking a bunch of hits. You're being punched all over your body at some point in time. You know, your defense is going to break down. And that's exactly what it was. And, you know, I wanted to acknowledge that uh, last episode, not only to show that it's okay to admit, you know, when you need help, when something's wrong, but for moments like this, you know, the rebound. Hey, look, you know, you don't stay in that moment too long. You got to come up out of that. You got to prevail, you know, persevere. And um, and that's exactly what I'm doing. That's exactly where I'm at. I didn't expect nothing less. Like I said, it was just a moment, um, you know, an overwhelming moment. But once again, thank you all for reaching out and shit like that. Um, also, now I want to take this time to welcome any first-time guests you know, I'm consistent with this. I got to be, uh, you know, thankful for you guys tuning into the conversation. So, um, you know, if it's, your, if it's your first time listening to the show, welcome. Uh, this week, I, I feel like I got something good cooked up here. So um, I guess let's dive right into it. Uh, my son's birthday is August 29th. My birthday is September 7th. As you all know, if you listen to the last two shows, uh, my mother's birthday is September 9th, and so I don't leave him out. My father's birthday is September 12th. Um, that has nothing to do with the story that I'm about to share with y'all. I just, I figured I didn't leave him out since, you know, he's a part of the little Virgo pact. But, um, you know, my mother had like a little get-together at her house on Saturday just to kind of celebrate, you know, our birthdays and, and things like that since, you know, nothing was done for mine, nothing was done for, for hers, and... um you know, we really didn't do anything too big for my son. So she just kind of wanted to, you know, get away from the stress and, and shit like that and just have like a good evening with friends, family, you know, drinks, good food, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, it was a good it was a good evening. I was tired, um, you know, from the day before, the night before and all of that day. Uh, but, you know, nonetheless, it was a good night. So um, now to the good part of it or the, the part that I'm trying to get to here, uh, you know, leaving, you know, my mother's house on, on Saturday, I was putting my son in his car seat, putting both of my kids in their car seat, but specifically my son in his car seat. And my son, he's at, he's at the stage where he just whines for everything. I mean, if anybody, you know, 
listener has kids and, and you've experienced that whining stage, that whiny stage, you understand what I'm saying completely. So he's at that stage. And um, it can get very annoying. But, uh, you know, I don't, or at least I try not to take it out on on him, like take my uh, frustrations out on him when he gets like that. I just let him know, you got to stop whining. You don't need to, you know, whine when you want to ask for something. Just ask, et cetera, et cetera. Won't get into that because that's not what it's about. Um, but he was whining for something. I think he was asking me, you know, to get him something that was on the, on the, on the floor or something like that. And I'm like, man, you don't need that, like you'll be all right, you know, and like, you'll get over it type of thing. And, um, to my mom, she heard it as he was telling me he needed me and I yelled at him, but she didn't say anything in the moment, you know, she let it slide. So, uh, she reached out to me on Monday morning and, you know, she's like, I want to talk to you about junior. And I'm like, well, what happened? What's going on? And she's like, oh, it's nothing serious. I just want to highlight you about, you know, something that happened. So I'm like, all right, cool. So my mom, she hits me up, like I said, and we start talking. And, um, you know, she's like, oh, you know, I heard when Junior was telling you that he wanted you or, or something like that. And, you you know, you yelled at him and told him, oh, whatever she thought I said. I don't even remember what she said, but I just know it wasn't what I said. So I listened to her and then I corrected her like, no, he was whining about something. He wanted something on the floor and it wasn't that important. I, like I wanted to get him buckled in the seat and, and you know, take off. Um so, you know, I told him, like, he'll be all right or something to that effect. She was like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But she continued on with her point because when when it happened in the moment, she felt conviction. Now, this is what I mean by that. Remember that I said that because I'm about to take you down a road before I come back to this point. Um, All right. Okay. See, I don't know how to say this, but this is what, all right, check it out. In a, in a two-parent household, if one of the parents don't do much, if anything at all, not interactive, not helpful, you know, not spending quality time with the children, et cetera, et cetera, and the other parent is doing everything, is it safe to say that that parent that's doing everything is pretty much a single parent? And that's not a rhetorical question. That's a real question. So I would like you guys to respond to that question when I post it on social media because I'm going to post that question as I promote this episode. So I want to know if that's what it's like because I don't know. You know, I'm not, I want somebody with experience in that to, to answer it. Because, and the reason why I'm asking that question is because. I'm feeling like I had, okay, I had a two-parent household for a very short period of time. But in me having a a two-parent household, I really didn't have two parents in the house. You you feel me? My my dad, he was there like I I I knew he would come home eventually, you know, during the day, night, whatever. I know I would see him, you know? But he wasn't there in terms of like spending quality time with me and, you know, doing what dads would 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 do. Like, OK, my example of a dad at the time was, you know, the Cosby show, watching uh Bill Cosby and shit and um, 
you know, all of the other shows like Family Matters and stuff like that. I'm 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 way ahead of time with Family Matters. It was more so the Cosby show. So, you know, I see how he interact with his kids and and, and you know, spending time and, and all of the little lessons and, and whatever. Like I didn't get that from my dad, you know? When when it was time to spend like quality time like throwing around a ball, kicking a soccer ball or playing catch or just running around or whatever, that was me coming back to Jersey from New York to be with my uncle, you know? Like my uncle was was that that dad like guy in terms of like quality time, you know? He played ball in high school and big basketball star shit like that, very outgoing, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah, he'll bring me around. Um, he wasn't my dad, he was my uncle, but it was more like little brother shit, you know, like I was his little brother. So he'd take me along with him and, you know, I would get to experience that type of quality time with him, not my actual father. So, um, like I said, I had a two parent household, but not really. So I, I want, I'm going to ask my mom, but I wonder like, did she feel the pressure then of a single mother? I don't think so. I would love to know the answer to that because it was like she was doing everything by herself. Even though she wasn't really spending quality time and things like that with me either. Like I said, I would come back to Jersey from New York to my grandmother's house. I would spend pretty much every weekend at my grandmother's house because my uncle was there. And I had a cousin who, you know, she wanted to be my aunt. So she would call herself my aunt, but she my cousin. She would she would give me like the the mother quality time. And my uncle would give me like the dad quality time. So, you know, it, like they they filled those voids. But I wanna know, did my mother feel like that in that in that household? That two-parent household where it's just one person pretty much doing everything. You know what I mean? Um, my dad just, and I ain't trying to say like he a deadbeat or anything like that. He just not that guy. My dad was just so involved in everything that he had going on. And it's easy for somebody to say that he's self selfish for doing that. And it is a selfish thing that he did. And, it, and he is a selfish person. But, you know, I, I don't look at it like that. I don't really hold that against him. Um, it bothers me. But, you know, like, it was so bad that I could remember the two times that I did spend time with him. One, like, he, he loved this show, um, The Honeymooners. I might be telling my age by saying that, but he loved The Honeymooners. And I used to, um, I used to like, laugh when he, you know, quote the, some of the shit from the show, whatever, whatever. But I remember one Friday he came into the room, Honeymooners was on my room, and then, um, you know, he laid down on the bed like, oh, let's watch the Honeymooners or whatever. So I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm playing with my Ghostbuster action figures and shit like that. And he falls asleep like two minutes into it. But that shit felt good to me just because he came in the room to do something with me, even though he was asleep on the bed. And um, the other time he took me to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, 2, Secret of the Ooze. And um, there's a reason why I'm sharing all of this. So uh, please don't get lost. Don't Don't tune me out. Stay with me. Um, you know, so I just had those two moments of quality time with my with my dad, you know. And just thinking back to that whole two-parent household dynamic, it really wasn't a two-parent 
household dynamic. Yeah, I had both of them in there, but for the most part, my mom took care of a lot of the, you know, a lot of the shit, even though we didn't, like, spend quality time like that. Everything else, like, when it came to getting food, breakfast, bath time, bedtime, all of that, like, Mom Dukes was at the forefront. Dad was nowhere to be found or seen, you know? So, um, I want to know, like, if you in that situation, do you feel like you're a, you're a single parent? Because when my dad got deported, it was like, okay, before he got deported, Going like spending all that time with my uncle, spending all that time with my cousin and shit like that at my grandmother's house, I still had hope. I still held that hope that, you know what I'm saying, maybe one day my pops is gonna, you know what I'm saying, be like, yeah, let's go outside and play catch or do some type of shit like that. But when he got deported, all that hope was gone, obviously, because it was like, yo. And, and I ain't even really understand that whole, you know, getting deported thing. All it registered to me as was he ain't coming back. Like, yeah, he can't, he not allowed to come back here. So I'm like, oh, all right, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I'm too young to to really be affected by it. Plus, what am I really, what am I really missing? Like, what would I have really cried over? Because I ain't really have no memories to miss. You know what I'm saying? If anything, I would have just been crying at the thought that he ain't coming back because it really wasn't no action to miss or or be like, damn, I'm losing this. But like I said, the hope of that went out the window. So another question for my moms that I want to ask, and I know she's going to be listening at some point in time. So, you know, I just wait for her to listen to this and then hit me up. But um, like when even though she was, in my opinion, even though she was a single mother when my dad was physically here in this two parent household, when he wasn't physically there anymore. Is because. He wasn't there anymore physically. The like, the moment that makes you say, oh shit, now this is stressful. Oh man, damn, I feel pressure. Because when he got deported, you know, my mom's obviously she had to, you know, not not that she had to, but, you know, she was working three jobs. Like I said, I never seen her. Like she was, uh, she was grinding. Like my mom's, she soldiered up. You know what I mean? She did everything she was supposed to do, you know, as a mom. She she took on that responsibility with everything in her, and she held me down. Like I mentioned in the first episode of this whole entire podcast, you know, um, super thankful to Mom Dukes for that. Just had to throw that in there. But, you know, she she felt the pressure. My moms were stressed out. She was stressful. Looking back, you know, being a parent now, I understand a lot of things that I remember about, you know, some interactions with my mom makes a lot of sense now. So, you know, with her, with me telling y'all and me knowing like, yeah, she's stressed, it's a bunch of pressure, you know, she got a growing son, she don't see him much, you know, um, me being in the crib, you know, by myself, really fending for self a lot. Uh, you know, going to my grandmother's house and just any type of quality time that's being spent is being spent with my grandmother, you know, my cousin and my uncle, right? So it takes me back to the car situation. No, 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 not not, not yet. It don't take me back there yet. It first I gotta say this. When I would whenever I would see my moms, 
excuse me, whenever I would see my moms and I would ask for something, you know, because cause as a kid, like, you you notice it, but it, it doesn't make sense to you. So you don't pay attention to it. You know what I mean? Like, I see my mother working all these jobs and shit like that. Like, I'm feeling like, oh, that's the adult thing to do. That's what that's what I'm going to grow up and do, work hella jobs and shit. You know what I mean? Like, nothing really makes sense to you because you just don't care. Kids don't have a care in the world what we go through as parents to provide for them at all, you know? And that's not a bad thing. It's like they're being a kid. Why should they? Like, let them enjoy their childhood, you know? They shouldn't have to go through that that pressure or stress with you. They shouldn't know what that feel like. So, and, and, you know, like I said, I understand it now as a parent, what my mom did for me back then. You know, she guarded from guarded me from that. She shielded me from that. But, you know, she was stressed out. And when I would ask for things that I would see on TV or that I just wanted just because, you know, whether it was toys or just anything, um, you know, she would spaz out on me. It was a lot of times... Mom Dukes would spaz on me, like yell at me and shit like that. For to me, what would appear is no reason at all. She just spazzing. I'm like, yo, what's wrong with my mom's? Like, she really be bugging. But and I ain't saying like my mom used to abuse me or nothing, cause that ain't it. Mom Dukes never did that. She she just be yelling for no reason, you know. And I had to look at her like, you know, what's wrong with her? But now I could go back to the situation, you know, with the car. When I said that moms felt conviction when she saw me tell my son, you know, don't worry about it or whatever. However, she read that situation. That's what she's seen all over again. She's seen me spazzing on my son because she knew that I I was going through whatever it is that I was going through. I was tired. I was frustrated, whatever. My mom advised me as a parent. Not to deprive my son of love, not give him, you know, uh, any attitude or, or be yelling at him, you know, because I may be frustrated or whatever it is that I have going on uh, in, in my life. So, you know, I hope it came full circle now that I said everything that I said. And I hope I ain't lose y'all either. Um, Yeah, so, you know, when that came full circle for her, you know, that's what she's seen in that moment. She She's seen the bigger picture. She's seen the parent. She's seen it from the parent's lens. She's seen it from the grandparent's lens. She's seen it from every possible perspective, the big picture, like I said, you know, and she checked me. That's what the conversation was about. She was like, look, like, you know, you can't, you can't take that out on them uh, whatever, whatever. And, you know, like my response was, I definitely get what you're saying. You know, I take that in and we've had conversations about this prior too, but, you know, I had to explain to her, that's not exactly how it went, but even still she's right. You know what I mean? I can't, I, like I said, I can't let, we can't as parents let our kid go through our stress, feel our stress, feel our frustration because it's not for them. You know what I mean? Like they don't they don't need to know none of that. Let them be, you know, the children that they are and that, and and what we go through shouldn't have that much control that it affects our relationship or our response or our quality time or anything like that with our children. You know what I mean? So in any two-parent household whether it's a good situation or it's a bad situation, your responsibilities as a partner has nothing to do with your responsibilities as a parent. 
The two have nothing to do with each other. However, I I don't know, but I would like to think that if you are in a two-parent household and it's a bad situation where you're not spending quality time helping out your children, being that that parent to them, you know, um, it, it is going to affect your uh your your relationship with your partner and if you if you are the helping type you know you stepping up you being that parent you doing what you're supposed to do as a parent in every aspect it would help out your your relationship with your partner um now don't get me wrong that ain't the end all be all because it could be problems that y'all just having amongst yourselves and it ain't even got nothing to do with you know, the lack of help that you provide. I'm just saying that it could, you know, play a small part in that regard. But even still, point still stands. Your responsibilities as a partner has nothing to do with your responsibilities as a parent. The two are totally separated by miles. And no shade to any other father out there. I mean, I'm going to be the best dad period. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and when I say I'm going to be the best dad, I'm not saying I'm the best dad in the world. I ain't saying I'm the best dad in the state, universe, none of that shit. What I'm saying is I'm the best dad to my own children. My father, my father, excuse me, my kids going to view me as the best dad in the world, point blank, period. You know? So it ain't no shade to any other fathers out there. I'm not trying to say that my way is the way. Or no type of shit like that. And I shouldn't have to say this, but I am going to say this because I just want to be clear. You know what I mean? I want to be absolutely clear with anybody listening, you know, that I ain't taking no shots at nobody or their parenting because they may do it different, you know, than I do it. Like, everybody parents different. I ain't saying there's a specific right way or, you know, whatever. But I think that we all could agree that no parenting is the wrong way. You know, uh, uh, an absentee parent, I, I keep saying fathers, and it's fucked up because, I mean, I'm like right in saying fathers because eight, nine out of ten times, it's, it's, a, it's a father that's a, a, you know, the absentee parent. Um, but I can't because it ain't fair. There's some mothers out there that, you know, they'll vacate the scene too. So this this is not about just fathers. This is about, you know, an absentee parent, point blank, period. You know, uh, our children, they need mothers. They need fathers alike. Like, it's it's a different type of love. It's a different type of dynamic, you know, and, and we need it, period. So this is about absentee parents. This ain't about just the fathers, even though I just keep on mentioning father, 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 I guess because I went through it, being that I just shared that story with y'all also. And then, you know, I mean, let's keep it a stack here that, you know, it's it's pretty factual that the males are usually the ones to hightail out of there opposed to, you know, the moms. But um, getting back on track, uh, you know, I just want to make it a point that, yeah, like be 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 that parent. Step up, man. You know, we, we, we can't have our kids out here yearning for love and, you know, yearning for quality time and all of that 
type of shit that we may have been deprived of growing up. You know, we want to break the cycle. You know, I, I'm, and I'm not talking to no specific race or anything like that. I mean, we not dumb, no. This ain't this ain't the conversation about that, but we're not stupid. Like we all know, you know, what the uh the charts say, what the percentages are, if we're gonna start looking at this from a racial standpoint. But like I said, I ain't gonna get into that. I'm talking to people, period. You know, I don't care if you white, green, blue, black, purple, I don't care if you Asian, Spanish, none of that. I'm talking to people, period. Like Yo, let's break the cycle. Let's break the chains, you know, of being absentee parents. You know, let's let's provide that quality, that quality time also, you know, to our children, that love. They want it. They need it. Forget that they want it. They need it. You know, as, as parents, it's our job to prepare our children for the world. You know, it's our job to prepare them for when we're gone. It's our job to prepare them, you know, to have a family of their own, not to be out here lost. Like, I would be disappointed as fuck in myself if my kids are lost without direction come time for college, if they even want to go to college. And yes, I'm giving my children the option. You know, I'll never force college on my kid. I'll never force anything on them. But, you know, come come that time where they're they're 17, 18 years old, and not that I'm going to wait that long for them to get a clue. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, the way that I'm raising them, they'll have a clue long before then. But, you know, I, I would feel like a damn fool and a complete disappointment as a parent if when that time frame comes, my children are lost without direction, can't do nothing without me, can't stand on their own too. A complete disappointment. If that's the case, but that's not going to be the case because, you know, that ain't how I'm raising my children. I completely want to break the cycle and break the chain, um, you know, from what I went through. And I'm not saying that I went through something terribly bad and my parents, you know, disowned me or no type of shit like that. I'm just saying that there were some things that happened. It went a certain way and I have the opportunity to correct it. And not repeat it, and that's all I'm gonna do. And I am I'm encouraging, you know, all of you people listening that have children to, you know, do the same thing. If your kids are grown, it's never too late to establish a relationship with your child. Yeah, there's a lot of lost time that you're not gonna get back, but it is what it is. It's not too late. Um, I developed a relationship with my mom when I was like 25 years old, you know, me and my mom really didn't have no relationship up until that point because I didn't see her much. And remember, I told you all, a lot of that quality time spent was with my my cousin that, you know, wanted to be my aunt and shit. <laughs> but it was with my cousin, you know, I spent a lot of time with her. So, you know, me and my mom's never really built nothing. What I knew my mom as that's my mom dukes period case in point i know who my mom is i'll never not know who my mom is you know what i mean and she be wilding out a lot that's what i knew my mom for like nah i ain't even trying to play my mom's clothes like that because she gonna spaz on me for some dumb shit and that was really it like it wasn't no love loss i ain't not k 
care about my mom or love her to death or none of that. I just it was that's that's the extent that the relationship went to. Mom dudes work hard as hell, you know, to keep a roof over our head, and she be spazzing on me for no reason. And that was it. But when, like I said, when I was 25 years old, around about 25, 24, 25, 26, but I want to say like specifically 25, um, you know, we started to develop a relationship. And since then, like shit been booming, you know, me and mom Dukes, we, we like, we stamped now, we certified, we got a, a, a real great relationship and, um, you know, like, like the, the situation with her being convicted or feeling convicted when I was strapping my son in the chair, she, you know, she be checking me. She be making sure that I don't repeat the cycle. And that's, that's growth on my mother's part because she recognized where she went wrong. You know what I mean? And she not allowing me to, you know, repeat that same thing and, 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 you know, lose precious time with my own kids. And man, look, I love being a father. I love being a parent. I love it. It's the most the most beautiful thing ever. Like to me, I just can't understand how, you know, a parent, I'm gonna make sure I say parent, I don't understand how a parent cannot want to be in their kid's life. You know what I mean? And specifically from a male perspective, I really don't understand how a man cannot want to be in his kid's life, whether a daughter or son. I love the different dynamics. I, you know, I was blessed to have um, one of each sex. I have a daughter and I have a son. And the dynamics are definitely different, but I love them both. You know, I had a daughter first. Like growing up, I used to always say to myself, yo, I ain't going to never repeat the cycle that, you know, I had with my father. I'm going to make sure that I had that father-son relationship that I never had. It's going to be different because obviously I'm not the son, I'm the dad in this situation, but still, it's still a father-son relationship. You know what I mean? I always promise myself, I always put it in the air that, yo, I'm never, ever, ever going to, you know, repeat what I went through with that void of that father-son bond. And boom, here it is, I have a daughter first. And I wasn't disappointed or hurt or nothing like that. It was just like, oh, I have a daughter. I'm kind of like, confused a little bit because you know I don't I don't know how to have no relationship with no daughter you know what I mean um and I was just so fixated on this father son bond that I never had so I had to quickly like fine tune my shit and and say hey look you know you got a baby girl like you need to learn on the fly you need to develop that bond whatever that's going to be like and you know, that's what I did. And that dynamic is 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 so sweet. It's so precious to me. Yo, like my daughter is everything. It, 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 like, man, let me tell you something. That girl got my heart in the palm of her hand, period, point blank. Like, that's my baby right there. And then boom, I go, I have a son. And, you know, any man can relate to what I'm saying now about having a son. You're like, yo, this is my man. Like, this is little me. You know what I mean? This is my boy. So, like I said, the dynamics is, is you know, different, but I love it. I love both of them, you know, and I cherish that shit. And, and I encourage, you know, anybody out there that, you know, pretty much turns your back on your kid. And, and, and I don't hate to say it like that. I mean that shit with everything in me. Like, 
you're not being there for your kid, you're not spending quality time with your children, you're turning your back on them, period. And there ain't no excuse for that. And if I was your kid, I wouldn't want to hear nothing from you either. And you know, it's funny because I got, a, I got two younger brothers and they both, well, obviously, <laughs> I'm about to say some dumb shit. I'm about to say they came after me, but obviously I got two younger brothers, right? Um, and my middle brother, he really feels some type of way about our father. And like I, I while I understand where he be coming from, you know, while I understand how he feel, you know, my dad, our dad did him dirty. Like he he like I'm the one that really should be feeling some type of way. See, I'm not I'm not gonna get too deep into this. I would love to, but he not here to defend himself or speak his piece. Hopefully I could get him on the show and we could have this like deep conversation. Um, cause I think it'd be beneficial to a lot of people. But yeah, I, I ain't gonna do that to him because he's not here to defend himself. So, you know, we'll we'll postpone that. But um just getting back to the 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 main point of this whole thing, it's a parental advisory. You know, I'm alerting parents. I wanted to take today this time to alert parents. And the reason why, to sum it all up, is because, you know. I went through, not I went through, I was going through, I was in the toughest part of going through, you know, feeling overwhelmed and stressed out and things like that. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I didn't take it out on my kids or I didn't deprive them, you know, of some quality time or something that they wanted to do that, that was fun to them, you know, in going through this overwhelming feeling like, ah, oh, not right now, daddy's not in the mood, whatever, whatever. I'm not going to say that I didn't do that. I don't remember me doing it, but I'm not going to say that I didn't do it because I'm pretty sure that I did, you know, and then my mom recognizing the wrong thing, but still overall the right thing on Saturday. She had the situation wrong, but still, you know, it, it, it the benefit of her recognizing it the way she did led to the conversation, which led to the reminder to me, yo, like, don't repeat the cycle. Don't take that out on your children. You know, so if you going through anything in life, which we all going to go through things in life and you have children. Don't take it out on your kids because they don't know anything about stress. They don't know anything about struggle and they don't need to. Like I said earlier, and also don't turn your back on your kids. And if you already turned your back on your kids, it's not too late for you to step up. And reclaim that relationship. Try to build that relationship. You know, mend it. Whatever the situation is. And remember, if you got problems with the person that you had these children with, yet that has nothing to do with the child. Because that child didn't come to y'all and say, hey, let me come to this world. Y'all did whatever y'all did when shit was sweet. Brought the child into the world. Don't let that shit affect that child's life. You, you, like I said before, your responsibilities as a partner or your responsibilities as a baby daddy, baby mother, whatever, none of that shit has to do with your relationship with that child. You know, let's stop damaging these children, our children, and protect them, nurture them, Show them that love, you know what I mean? Opposed to showing them 
a, a false picture of love, which would consist of, you know, being betrayed, having, you know, their parents turn their back on them, you know, by being absentee parents, you know, taking out your adult frustrations out on your children, then none of that is love. None of that is nurturing. None of that should be the example of what parenting is because if that's what they're seeing, that's what they're learning, that's exactly what they're going to pass down to the next generation, and then this shit becomes perpetual. You feeling me? I hope you all enjoyed this week's show. And really quick before I sign out, every week that I do these shows, I always feel like, I ain't doing like it's I don't want to say it's whack, but I be feeling like ah, I ain't I don't know if you know I, I did a good job. And then the response I get to the show is like, oh yo, I like that. Like I really like what you did. I love the transparency, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not gonna say that I feel it's whack this week. I'm not gonna feel I'm not gonna say that I feel like I ain't like it this week because I love the fact that I got on here and I'm talking about something that's near and dear to my heart, which is fatherhood, being a parent. And um, I'm definitely going to extend this this conversation because I think that there's so many more things that I could touch on. And, um, you know, also I want to get other fathers' perspectives and even a mother, you know. I would like to further this conversation a little bit. But, um, you know, to close it up, I hope that y'all enjoyed this. I hope that, you know, you got something out of any part of this episode. And uh, until next week, preach signing out. Thank y'all for tuning in. Amen.